This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third generation minister and business coach. Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business. Hi, this is Steve, and welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Are you a person of influence? What does that mean? And if so, who do you influence? Whether you recognize it or not, we have influence over the people that are in our lives. The influence may be big, it may be small, but we do influence people. Every time we connect with a person, we are influencing their thought process. When a checker at the store, think about this one, you know, is nice and is happy, they smile at us, they say nice things, it can brighten up our whole entire day just from something as simple as a genuine, how are you doing, how are you today? So to help us understand the concept of intentionally influencing the people around us and our world, I've invited today a special guest. His name is Callum Lang. Callum is known for connecting people, and he's known specifically for connecting people in the Asian market. He posts a daily a journal that puts out connections and information for people doing business in the Asian market. And he works to help people become a person of influence. So if you would join with me in welcoming Callum Lang. Hi, Callum. How are you today? Hi, I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. So for people who are unfamiliar with your work, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, so is it not not the most straightforward of backgrounds, but I, I was born in New Zealand, grew up in the UK, and I've been living in Asia for the last uh, 14 years. Um, and for most of that time, I've been uh, started starting, building, uh, or um, buying and selling small businesses. So it's sort of a it's the small business world in, in across multiple industries is. Uh, where I spend most of my time. Um, and the last, uh, I guess the last 18 months, I've been helping a, a very good friend of mine to launch one of his businesses into Asia, um, which is a, is a business specifically designed to help small business owners and executives to, to raise their, their value and their visibility within their industries. That's excellent. So one of the things that you do is help people build their authority, their credibility, maybe even the word celebrity in their industry, um, which I, I've seen on your website, you use the concept of the term of being a person of influence. Can you talk a little bit about what it means to be a person of influence? Yeah, so this is actually um, something that Daniel Priestley, who's who's been in a friend of mine for about 10 years discovered um, uh, or not so much discovered but sort of un uncovered I guess um, and it's it's really the realization that in every industry and in every niche you've got a few people at the top of, of that industry and they're, they're the ones that um, you know the media always goes to for quotes they're the ones that 
top staff want to work with, top clients want to work with. Um, and if you're in that situation, as um, you know, some, some of us get, get an opportunity to be in that that place, you realize it's just you're playing a much more fun game. Uh, you, you get visibility of opportunities before they generally reach the market. Um, you kind of get to have conversations at a, at a very high level about uh, strategic opportunities. So it's just it's a very nice place place to be. Um, and one of the things that Dan realized, having met a lot of people that were playing this game and playing at the highest level, was that they, they weren't necessarily any brighter than, than you or I. Um, they hadn't been born with any sort of extra special gifts. Um, but what they were very, very good at was packaging the value that they did have in a way that created maximum value for other people. Um, and so Daniel ended up writing a book called How to Become a, a Key Person of Influence, which is a, a great little book. Um, and off the back of that, created a 40-week program to help small business owners and executives to to raise their, their value and their visibility uh, in their industry. Um, and that's, that's what I've been helping him. Uh, so he's launched it in the UK, Australia. I've helped launch it in, in Asia, which is obviously a very, very exciting market at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that idea of being in a position in your, in your industry or in your niche where you can kind of affect change and, and have, have the biggest impact. I know when we think about people like that that are really people of influence and, and really the big hitters in a particular industry, our minds usually go to either celebrities or, uh, you know, large business owners like, um, you know, Bill Gates and uh, Donald Trump yeah. and people like that. But is it necessarily those kind of people or is it people that have smaller businesses that sometimes – can actually be the person of influence in their industry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those those big players um, are great examples of of playing at a, at a very big level. Um, but you know, we, we live in in you know, great times now to to be able to uh, build up a customer base based around values rather than around geography. So, you know, even 10, 20 years ago when you were building a business, most of your clients would be in the, in the same geographic area. Um, now you can build a business based around people that share the same values as you, um, but they could be, you know, any of the four corners of the world. Um, and you don't necessarily need a huge, a huge number either. I mean, if you're a um, yeah, you might be a, a vegan bodybuilder, um, which is a fairly, uh, fairly niched, um, business area, but you know, that there are enough other people interested in vegan bodybuilding around the world that would want to learn from you and, and explore what you're eating and, and how you, you, uh, build your business around that. So, um, the, the, the nice thing about the times we live in now is that there's an almost infinite amount of niches that, that you can go into and, and still find uh, enough people globally that, that would be interested in working with you if you can become the authority in, in that space. And Kathy and I love talking to people about being the celebrity authority in their industry. So often 
we take for granted how much of an authority we are at what we do. We do it so easily. We do it with so much grace and ease that we look at it and we immediately discount how empowered, how impactful, and how empowering to others that is. What we need to really realize and really embrace is our unique brilliance and then shine that to the world so that people can get what they need from the gift that we were put on this planet to give to the world, if that makes any sense. So what I'd like for you to do during this first commercial break is take a little bit of time here, relax, breathe, think about the people in your life that you're already influencing, and then I would encourage you to think about what are you uniquely brilliant at and how can you share that with the world? And we will be right back. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. My theme for the year is Say Yes to Success. And guess what? Our annual International Conference and Business Expo that's coming up August 6th through the 9th, we're going to have not only a wonderful lineup of speakers and thought leaders like CNN's Soledad O'Brien or Matthew Knowles, the famous father of the famous Beyonce and Gene Smart from Designing Women, but this year you are going to be part of the experience. This is one of, if not the only conference that will balance your experience between learning from the wisdom of great speakers to hands-on living it through laser coaching, journaling, and interacting and sharing with other conference attendees. Oh yeah, and we have the best party in town on Saturday night, dancing till you drop to one of the best bands in Dallas. Visit eWomenNetwork.com for details and how you can be part of this life-changing experience as you embrace your yes to success. Beautiful job, eWomen. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best-kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets 
including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. So let's talk a little bit then. I'm a small business owner. I want to be seen as the authority in my industry. What are some of the key elements that I need to put in place in my business in order to become that person? Yeah, so first of all, this isn't about kind of tricking anyone into, um, you know, it's not about manipulating the market or um, doing doing this in in an unethical way. You, You need to have spent some time in your industry. You need to have, you need to understand um, how you can create value for, for customers. Uh, but equally, it doesn't mean that you have to have spent 20 years in the industry. It doesn't mean that you have to go and get uh, vast numbers of um, certificates and, and training programs and that sort of stuff. Because often often these people that you see that are high profile, actually they're not the most qualified. Uh, they're just very good at, at articulating it. So, so the first thing is your ability to articulate how you create value. And, and uh, in our terminology, we call it the pitch. Your ability to pitch an idea into existence and pitch it in a way that other people will go out there and pitch it on your behalf. Um, and I think, yeah, for most small business owners, we we tell people a hundred times a week what we do for a living. Um, but we actually don't give much thought into how that message is resonating. Um, so one of the first things that we do with our clients is get them to sit down, follow a framework, and, and get very, very clear about how they create value in the world um, and how they articulate that. So, so the, the first thing is is pitching, and and really, you know, whether it's a Donald Trump or a Richard Branson or any of these guys, nothing happened until they were able to pitch it into existence. Um, nothing happened until they were able to persuade a, a you know, an investor or persuade top staff members to, to come and work with them or clients to take a risk on them. So, so pitching pitching is key. The, the second of the, the five elements that we get our clients to work on is getting published. And so write, whether, whether that's writing a book or, or just getting regularly published on, on blogs uh, or industry magazines, it's a way of getting your intellectual property out into the world, um, and it's uh, there's a couple of kind of really interesting parts about it. The first is by sitting down and writing, it actually forces you to examine what you know and what you don't know, uh, which is a very useful process to, to go. We, we generally uh, we're all very busy; we don't spend that much time on introspection, uh, so it's a, it's a useful process from that point of view. Um, but it also, again, we, we live in a time where 
you can write a blog and, and you just got no idea who that's going to resonate with at what point in the future. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's fascinating how many people, uh, you know, can read an article from, you know, something that you wrote years ago. Um, and the message resonates with them and they seek you out because they want to do, do business with you. Um, so, so publishing is also really about building your credibility in the industry. It's proving that you've got a viewpoint, proving that, that you care. Um, the third one that we get uh, our clients to focus on is building a product ecosystem. And, and what I mean by that is a lot of small business owners are doing the sort of typical time for money exchange. Uh, you know, they're, they're charging by the hour or, or um, by the month of the consultancy or whatever it is. Um, and there's, there's a very natural glass ceiling to how much money you can make if you're in that environment. So with all of our clients, we, we get them to um, build up a product ecosystem, which includes uh, it might include free gifts that they give out to, to prospects. It might include um, some low-value um, products and, and some high-value products. And, and the interesting thing is when you have that ecosystem, you're never really sure which one is generating the, the most interest uh, in you, but you know that you're always going to have a level of interest. It's kind of, if you like, look at... Someone like Jamie Oliver, the, the celebrity chef, um, I think is, is uh, fairly well known in the U.S. now. Um, but he has restaurants, he has books, he has food lines, he does sponsorships. Um, you know, if you want him to come and speak at your event, you pay uh, probably $100,000 to have him come and speak, yet he'll go and give a, a TED talk for free. Um, so he has an ecosystem around him, and at some points the restaurants will be the major generator, and some points his new books will be the major generator. But he's always got this flow of customers coming coming into his ecosystem, um, and so we encourage all of our clients to to build up that ecosystem. So they're touching people uh, at many more points than than a traditional business would. Um, and then the, the the two more there's. Uh, Profile and partnership, and this is really about amplification. So when, once you've got this great pitch and you've got credibility through your publishing and you've got a product ecosystem, then you want to have more of it. You, you want to, to raise your profile. Um, and, and, and it's not about, um, you know, it's not, it's not about being mobbed as you walk down the street or, uh, you know, that, that level of profile. But it's just so that if somebody comes into your community and says, you know, who's the top guy I should talk to about, uh, holistic health or who's the, who's the person I should talk to, um, about fitness or about accountancy, yours is the name that, that's going to come up. So just making sure that, that, if people are asking about your industry, your name is the one that, that shows up is, is what profile is about. Um, and then finally, partnerships, which is kind of, uh, I guess my, my favorite partner. It's really the, we call it the money step because it's where you leverage all of the value that you've created up until this point. Um, and you work with other people that perhaps have a distribution channel or they have a stronger brand. 
um, and you partner with them to to get out to, to the world. And um, you look at the success of any uh, big business and you can see the inflection points where they've done a successful partnership, which which takes them to the next level. And I think most small business owners kind of inherently get this idea that if I was to partner with some of these major brands, then it would transform my business. Um, but oftentimes we try to do those partnerships before we've got the other four bits in place. Um, so, you know, if I go to a, a MasterCard or a Google and I, and I say, look, I've got this great business, can we partner? They're not really going to be interested. Uh, Yet, if I've gone through that process, I've built a, a remarkable pitch. Um, I've built credibility in the industry through my publishing. I've got a great product ecosystem, and I've raised my profile. Actually, the biggest opportunities I'm going to get will be inbound partnership opportunities. It will be people that have seen what I'm doing, um, like what I'm doing, see an opportunity for me to help them, and we'll get in touch. And that, that's often where the, the best partnership opportunities come from. So, so those, are, those are the five, five P's that, that we work on with, with our clients. And uh, yeah, it uh, has, has a, remarkable, a remarkable impact on, on people's uh, ability to influence their industry. That's a really great methodology to look at it. Your pitch, who are you, who are you dealing with? Um, being published, having some credibility, having some outside places, whether it be media outlets, um, you know, different places like that, that have uh, invested enough into you that, uh, you know, that they're willing to say, yeah, I'll sell your product or I'll, I'll post your blog post on my site those kind of things, a product ecosystem, which, you know, we could spend decades on talking about building your product. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the end, you, you've got to have something to sell to people. If you have the greatest pitch in the world and then somebody's just dying to do business with you and, <laughs> and you don't have anything to give them, well, that's going to be yeah. a problem. Uh, profile, uh, you know, really having people know who you are. I mean, I, I, it goes back to pitch, but it, it's like the reverse of that. You know, first you need to be able to say who you are. And I see a lot of people struggle with that. But then secondarily, um, you need to have that down to the point where you are hearing other people coming back and saying, this is the person. Um, you know, yeah. so when you were talking about, you know, the guy that's a celebrity chef, you know, everybody knows he's a celebrity chef. So regardless of where he's at, that's that's what they identify him as. Um, so that's that's great for par, uh, for profile partnership. I like that. Um, I think sometimes we we try too hard to force joint ventures with big companies rather than really developing those other four and being open to people coming to us. Um, so yeah, um, I. I, I... I, I definitely agree, and actually, I mean, I, I've built all of the all of the businesses that, that I've built over the years. I've built extensively um, on partnerships, and and I kind of teach on on that topic as well. And I think one of the the other things, um, the common mistakes that people make with partnerships is that they put almost too much faith, um, and consequently too much pressure on on partnerships. Um, so when, when I do partnerships, I will try and partner with lots of different companies um, in, a, in a very small way to start with. Um, and then those that, 
that naturally work and evolve, we, we'll build into to bigger partnerships. And, and what I see a lot of people doing is they they get in a discussion about a partnership and it's like they're so built up and excited about this partnership. And, and if this one partnership works, it's going to transform my business. Um, and so they, they put too much pressure on the partnership right from day one. There's, there's too much need for it to work. Um, and more often than not, it doesn't work because, you know, partnerships by their very nature, organizations are, are complex things with individual needs and they're at different time cycles and, and there's lots of reasons why a partnership won't, won't work. So, um, again, when we're working with our clients, we, we encourage them to do lots and lots of little partnerships to get comfortable with that. Um, not put too much reliance on any one partnership. Uh, but, but once, once you start to get that traction, once you find a company, and often it's, you know, it's a company that you weren't particularly, you weren't expecting to be a great partnership, but, but you just happen to, to resonate with the, the, the individual you're working with. The timing is right for them. It's right for you. And suddenly, you know, these amazing partnerships can flourish. Whereas the one company that you thought could yeah, transform your business, well, there's probably a thousand other companies that thought that they could transform their, their business and, um, you know, they've got a lot of other objectives going on. So, um, yeah, I think take, taking the pressure off the partnerships, but, but just being, being conscious that it, it, it is like, if you get it right, that's the one that's going to really take your business to the next level. And I think as a, as a perfect example of that could be you and I. Um, it was actually, I think, your press person or something that contacted me and said, you know, would you like to build your influence in the Asian market? And um, yeah. our podcast isn't, you know, very much out into that market yet. And I was like, yeah, that'd be a great thing. And, and so we then have this discussion via this podcast. You know, in my particular business, that's a great way to have a beginning type of a partnership with us and then we can build it from there um totally and let let me just because i think this is probably of interest to to your readers as well so i'm out in in singapore in asia we've got a big community of small business owners um both local and expat um that are you know that they're they're keen they're enthusiastic there's a wealth of opportunity uh in asia um, and they're very keen to learn. So, you know, listening, listening to podcasts, listening to experts, um, and it, it comes back to profile as well. That, that, you know, what, what your podcast does is it gives people a platform to, to, to build their profile, to resonate with, with other people. Um, and, and conversely, like when somebody listens to, to your podcast and then, you know, they enjoy your questions, your, your approach to interviewing, and they say, yeah, look, I want, I want to listen to more of those. So you, you never know where these, where these opportunities are, are going to come, come from. And, and like I say, m- most of the, the best partnership opportunities actually are, are not ones that you go after. They're the ones that find you because uh, they like what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, and the other thing to it is, is without having said it, one of the things you've said on each one of those five points is it's good to have somebody that's outside of your company that's advising you, a coach, a mentor, an advisor board, whatever that might look like in your company. Um, You were talking several times about you help your businesses do 
such and such. Um, and yeah. it's good to have that person that isn't daily invested and isn't, you know, right down there in the dirt with you because sometimes they can stop and go, hey, did you realize that, you know, you dove in head first into this partnership when, in fact, there's these other five that you could also be doing that may be just as impactful. So I yeah. think that's a big part of it. Yeah, and, and just to touch on that, I mean, that's um, when I first left um, uh, the corporate world, I was only in it for a couple of years before I started my first business, but um, it was very exciting to me being being my own CEO of the company. Um, and you know, suddenly I had the freedom to do everything that I wanted. And within a month, I realized that was really stupid because I had <laughs> the freedom to do whatever I wanted. Uh, um, so I... I had to kind of force some accountability on me. And, and the way that I did that and, and have done with every other business that, that I've ever created is almost the first step I do is to, to go out and get an advisory board. Um, and, and generally, I will find people from four or five different industries or different um, levels of experience or the different expertise um, and just very casual approach. I was to say, look, I admire what you've been doing in the industry. Um, I just like the opportunity to buy you a coffee uh, or lunch once a month or once a quarter um, and just share with you what I'm doing in the business. And if there's any obvious stuff that, that you know, you can stop me making a mistake or you see an opportunity, um, you know, that would be worth me buying, buying you lunch. And, and generally what I found is if you phrase it like that and you're not kind of being demanding on their time or, you know, asking them to be a, a Mr. Miyagi that's going to teach you everything. Um, but, but you're very respectful of the time. You're just asking one or two very targeted questions about their field of expertise. The, the most people are very, very happy to help and when they see that you're you're developing it when you see that you uh, you take on their ideas and you test it and 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 hopefully you get some progress um, then they they become more involved and it, but it's it's then their choice um, and and very often the advisors in my companies have have actually become investors um, have become partners um, uh, and and you know often we end up uh, finding ways to work very closely together and, and can often end up you know working together for years and years. Um, but it but it starts with that idea of getting somebody outside of your business that can give you a, a fresh set of eyes. It, it's very important. Always be willing to take the advice um you know there's the old saying when you're green you're growing and when you become ripe that's actually the first stage of beginning to rot and the last <laughs> thing we want to have it happen in our business um let's change just a little bit here and look at the other side of it um what are the things that most businesses find are keeping them from being a greater influence in their niche yeah, so I think the one of the biggest challenges that small business owners have is um, just not being in a particularly great environment. Um, so you kind of you come into to work, and either you're working on your own or you've got a small team, um, and there's kind of a 
a, a pressure to be busy doing stuff. Um, and so what happens is that you're, you, that there's a, a never ending to do list of stuff to be done. And, and so we tend to pick the easy and the, the quick things that we can kind of make, make some progress on. Um, but very often those aren't the high value activities. Um, so one of the things that we do with our clients and, and, you know, obviously can be done with the KPI program, but it can also be done um, sort of at a, at a small informal mastermind level is to surround yourself with people that will hold you to a higher level and people that will question where you're spending your time. So, you know, obviously within the key person of influence program, our objective for everyone in that program is that they become key people of influence in, in their industry. That is a great point. Are you a key person in your industry? Are you a key person of influence in your industry? Some of you are going to immediately say, absolutely, yes, I am. Some of you are going to say, totally, I'm not. The point being is, is that as a business person, we want to be growing our influence in our industry. It's so imperative that as business people, we take on ourselves the uh, privilege, really, of becoming a key person of influence in our industry. So think about that one while we take this commercial break, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. My theme for the year is Say Yes to Success. And guess what? Our annual International Conference and Business Expo that's coming up August 6th through the 9th, we're going to have not only a wonderful lineup of speakers and thought leaders like CNN's Soledad O'Brien or Matthew Knowles, the famous father of the famous Beyonce, and Gene Smart from Designing Women, but this year you are going to be part of the experience. This is one of, if not the only conference that will balance your experience between learning from the wisdom of great speakers to hands-on living it through laser coaching, journaling, and interacting and sharing with other conference attendees. So yeah, and we have the best party in town on Saturday night, dancing till you drop to one of the best bands in Dallas. Visit eWomenNetwork.com for details and how you can be part of this life-changing experience as you embrace your yes to success. Beautiful job, eWomen. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best-kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, 
you will be a best-selling author, and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an MP3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. So, do you think the, the thing is then that people just want to jump to, <laughs> I heard my dad say one time, um, everybody wants to be a return missionary. You know, <laughs> they don't actually <laughs> want to go to some horrible place and get some work. horrible disease. They just <laughs> want the fame. <laughs> um, so is that what gets in the way of most small businesses is looking ahead to people who have already succeeded and trying to emulate them rather than doing the, the behind the scenes work first? Yeah, I think that, that that's definitely one of the one of the challenges. I mean, we we talk a lot about little wins and quantum leaps, um, and what we mean by that is, uh, as a small business owner, you want to be looking at what what are the little wins that you can get on a daily basis. Um, we we all want you know that big mega client that will transform our business or you know, the dream salesperson that will come in and, and transform our business for us. Um, and I think a lot of small business owners kind of get paralyzed looking for those big deals, those big uh, moments that will transform the business. Um, and what I see consistently from successful businesses is that's not how they work. They focus on doing little wins like serving one client at a time, getting really, really clear about how they create value uh, for their clients, working with the, the resources that they can afford at the time, but making sure that they create a great work environment for those employees. And, and what happens when you do those little wins every day, day in, day out, is that those big opportunities see you getting traction. And they, they see those, those little wins happening. They, they start to hear about you from clients that have had an amazing service and they decide that they want to get that, that amazing service too. So, um, it's, it's almost counterintuitive in terms of, um, not going out sort of 
desperately trying to, to harpoon the big whales, um, but consistently getting and delivering value in smaller, more measurable ways. And it also just, you know, it's, it's much more motivating. I, I mean, I, I've made this mistake many, many times um, going after the, the, the big deals that could transform the business um, and, and to the point that I've neglected uh, the smaller deals I actually needed to, to, to bring money into the company. Um, and what happens is people, people see you and, and you, you end up getting kind of an air of desperation around you because uh, you, you so want this deal to work. You so need this deal to work. Um, and of course, no, nobody wants to, it's the same with partnership, right? no, nobody wants to partner with, with the needy person. So I think focusing on those, those little wins day in, day out. Okay. What, what can I do today to, to make this a great work environment for my team? What can I do today to create an unbelievable experience for one of my clients so that they'll go out and talk about us? Um, th- those are the, the wins to focus on. So every single day, what is the things that you can do that are really going to be impactful into your business? And like you said earlier, aren't just busy work. It isn't just a matter of because I have a business, I have to work from nine to five, but that I'm actually really, truly impacting my market and my business on a daily basis. Totally. Um, and yeah, and, and sorry, just to, just very quickly on that is that, you know, for most small business owners, their high value activity is not sat behind a computer. The high value activity is spending time with your clients, with your potential partners, um, and learning from them, learning what their, their core problems are that, that you can solve. Um, I, I do think that the more time you can actually spend engaging with your clients and, and getting really, really clear on the problems that they've got, the, the more likely you are to succeed. I think that's great. I know that there are some people that are listening that would be very interested in going a little deeper with you and possibly even using some of your system or your program. What could people do to connect with you and begin to work on one of the products that you have? Yes, a couple of things. I'll send you over a a link for the show notes. There's There's a free test, an online test that you can take to kind of see where you where you already fit in the in the kind of influence in your industry, um, and then obviously there's there's Daniel's book, become a key person of influence. Um, if you're if you're interested in doing doing business in in Asia, then uh, you know I'd love you to drop by uh, my website or, or Twitter. Um, so my website is callumlang.com, C-A-L-L-U-M-L-A-I-N-G.com, um, and on Twitter I'm Lang Callum. Um, so yeah, they look more more than happy to uh, to to be be reached out to and and see if I can help in in any way. And I really encourage people to take the time to connect up. I know there are a lot of people that are listening that may not be doing in business in Asia yet, but there are people there that are looking for. And your brilliance isn't geographically bound anymore in fact the less you bind yourself to a geographic region the better you will be at at actually reaching the people that really need what you have to bring yeah absolutely yeah what we like to do here at the end is make sure that we leave people with some really concrete things that they can do uh, right now, like this week, 
today kind of stuff that they could do to really consciously begin to build their influence in the industry? What would be the number one thing you would say? I, I would say fundamentally, uh, look at how you're answering the question, what do you do? Um, so if you're still answering the question, what do you do by saying, I'm an accountant or I teach Pilates, uh, you're missing a huge opportunity to pitch how you create real value in the world. So uh, take take some time to, to write out an answer to that that's a little bit more comprehensive, uh, that maybe shares a story about how you've worked with one of your clients. Um, and, and just use every opportunity you can to pitch how you create value in the world. Uh, and I think it's it's the number one thing that can make the biggest difference um, in in your business. I, I mean, I've, we're working with a woman now who's gone from charging two hundred and twenty dollars a session to five thousand dollars a session, um, and the only thing that's changed is how she's she's pitching and defining her value. Um, so yeah, it's it has a, it can have a huge impact on your business. So could you give us an example of a pitch? Yeah, so um, uh, I could give you a great one. There's a, a, um, one of the personal trainers that we worked with in in London is a guy called Lazo Friedman, who's a uh, who's a personal trainer. He was charging uh, pretty much market rates, like thirty pounds an hour for his time. So if you asked him what he did, um, he would say, "I'm a personal trainer and I charge thirty pounds an hour." Um, and when he came through the program, we, we challenged him to, to niche down with who he'd work with and, and to come up with a more compelling pitch. Um, and so now if you ask him what he does, he says, I do radical 12-week body transformations, but I only work with directors and CEOs um, that do amazing things in the boardroom but look really average in the bedroom. And I, I charge £10,000 on result. Um, so it's a, it's a very, very hyper-niched market. He only wants to work with executives that, that are doing amazing things in the, the boardroom, but, you know, have probably let their bodies go a little bit. Um, and the interesting thing is, like, you know, £10,000 for a 12-week program, so that's probably, you know, 15000 20000 US dollars for a 12-week program, that's... That's no small amount of money, um, but, he, but he's selling the result. Uh, and, and the result is at the end of those 12 weeks, you're going to have your, your six-pack. Um, and especially executives and, and directors of company are used to thinking in terms of results. And they're used to, you know, they're happy to pay for a result. So, yeah, Lazo was able to sign up um, 25 people in, in the, over the course of the program at that £10,000 price point. So he went from a personal trainer that was kind of borderline, um, you know, uh, you know not, not making a lot of money, to, to suddenly making a huge amount of money, um, only working with people that he really wanted to work with uh, and, and really enjoying the work he did again. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's just one example, but... Get, just putting a little more thought into um, how you how you express the value that you create in the world is is pays pays dividends. I think that's really important that we know that 
people want to a know what result are they going to get for it and b um, that they can identify themselves in it or um you know one of my guests said a couple of weeks ago it's okay if people identify themselves as not being that too absolutely um, yeah <laughs> and i think sometimes we especially when we're starting out we want we want to be available for everybody we're afraid that we're going to scare somebody away and and the truth is totally the opposite you know we'd really rather have our market be two people and then build it to three rather than you know yeah. have it be 20,000 and not reaching any of them yeah yeah no, absolutely it's one of the things that terrifies entrepreneurs the most is is saying no to any particular customer um but but actually you have to you you have to own a niche once once you once you own that niche it's it's possible to then expand and and start to own multiple niches but but you have to start somewhere and that means saying no to the people that you don't want to work with yeah i mean you mentioned richard branson earlier you know and when he first started he had one very specific thing that his company did and, you know, Virgin has mobile and airlines and all kinds of stuff now, but they didn't yeah. start out with all of those different divisions. They started out with just the one thing. Yeah. And, and also his um, if you look at his niche, you, you can niche across verticals or horizontals. So um, even though he's now got 400 companies within the group. Every one of those companies focuses on on three things. So I think for, for him, it's always about um, challenging the status quo. Like if there's a monopoly, he wants to challenge it. Um, he always champions customers. So he, he always wants to be the best for customers. And the third thing is that he always wants it to be a fun work environment. So those that's his niche is like, can we challenge the, the dominant player? Um, can we champion the customer and can we make this a fun place to, to work for the staff? Um, and if the answer to those is yes, then he'll go into that, that potential business opportunity. So he's learned over time that where, where he can and can't niche uh, around that. Um, but you're right. He, I mean, he started off with record shops and he owned, uh, he owned that, that part of the, the market. Well, Callum, I really appreciate you taking the time today. I, I know that people have gotten just a ton of great information out of this, and I do hope that people will go to CallumLang.com. That's C-A-L-L-U-M-L-A-I-N-G.com. Um, and check out some of the stuff here. And, you know, I, I'm sure that you will be glad that you did. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Stephen. It's, it's been a lot of fun to, chatting to you. So now you know that you are a person of influence. You influence the people in your life and you influence your customers. The thing about it is you need to know that if you are not exposing what you do and who you are to your world, to your audience, to your target market, whichever those words you want to use, then you won't be influencing the people that you can be influencing, and more importantly, the people that you were put on this earth to influence. I encourage you today to really embrace the concept that you are a person of influence. Remember, I always tell you, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. 
Kathy and I are here today to help you when you're ready to play a bigger game and share your influence with the world. Until then, I hope you will live your life as a thriving entrepreneur every day. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. Are you ready to be a celebrity expert in your field? Are you your own best kept secret? Do you have talents you want to share with the world? Are you ready to be seen as an authority? Do you have a message you need to share with the world? You know to your core you can help people if you could just reach them. Kathy and I want to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. Are you ready for this? How would you like to be recognized on top media outlets? What would becoming an Amazon bestseller do for your business? How many people could you inspire? And it doesn't take a lifetime. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. In fact, in just 60 minutes, you will become a celebrity expert in your field. In 30 days, you will be a best-selling author and you will be seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. How does this work? Will you be interviewed on our show, Thriving Entrepreneur, which will then be broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and many others, as well as promoted to a network that has a database of over 500,000 people. Your expert interview will be published published in your very own book, which is guaranteed to hit best-selling author status on Amazon. Your name and the book title will appear in major media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN. We can guarantee that. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a custom social media package to promote your book and an mp3 of your interview with five key tips on how you can repurpose the content for marketing and sales. Don't be the best kept secret. Get ready to play an A game and be the authority in your field. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com and click on the authority package to get yours today.